chose to take a journey down a long and dangerous trail. Chose to serve your country and we know you served us well. But now you're back and it's our duty to keep you safe and warm. Shake your hand and welcome you back home with open arms. We're America, your family, the land of liberty. We're thankful for your sacrifice, your fight to keep us free. We are America, and we truly do believe you're the backbone of our nation. Thanks to you, we're living free. We're a quilt of many colors, and we breathe red, white, and blue. We're America, your country, and America wants you. It has been said that we are but one generation away from forgetting our history. Welcome to American Heroes Network, where we serve our American tradition with Gary Ray. In our program, you will hear firsthand the personal accounts of heroes whose unselfish actions have contributed to the traditions and values that represent the soul of America. You'll also hear from our partners and affiliations presenting news events and ways that our veterans and their families can rebuild their lives. Now, here is Gary Ray. Good morning, and today is November 4th, 2014, and welcome to the American Heroes Network Radio. I'm your host, Gary Ray, and joining me today as my co-host, we have Lieutenant Colonel Bill Forbes, U.S. Army retired former Deputy Secretary for the Maryland Department of Veterans Affairs and former Commander for the Maryland DAV. How are you doing today, sir? Just great, Gary, and hope you're doing well also. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> we also have Jim Klug. He's the national historian, photographer, and former PR director for the Military or the Purple Heart. Jim, how was your weekend? Gary, it was wonderful as usual and uh, always an honor to be here and uh, part of the program that is so valuable to all of us. Uh, I appreciate that. You know, a couple of weeks ago we mentioned a story about Andrew uh, Tembresi. Did you, everybody remember that, Jim? And, uh, oh, yeah. Bill? Yes, I do. Okay. He was jailed in Mexico on gun charges. He was released by the judge in Mexico just last Friday. Andrew was arrested on March 31st after he said he got lost crossing the Mexican border with three firearms in his pickup truck. He spent 214 days in a Mexican jail. The court noted the PTSD in its decision to release Andrew, citing testimony heard from a psychiatrist that the man's treatment of PTSD should be performed by specialized personnel. We heard that his jail time was pretty rough, so we can't wait to hear the rest of that story. Bill or Jimmy, have any comments about uh, Andrew? Well, I, I could weigh in real quick. Uh, I think it's a travesty. Here's one of our uh, closest and uh, most obvious uh, uh, ally neighbors, and uh, to have something go on like that for that period of time when it was clear this man meant no intention of, of creating a problem. Uh, he was dealing what we're, you know, what we all in combat have dealt with, and uh, even in support facilities of PTSD. And uh, to have him held that long as Secretary of State in the United States government, I think, is woefully negligent in in not ending that sooner or quicker right. through diplomatic channels. That's true, Bill. Well, Gary, I certainly concur with Jim, and it's great to have him back on U.S. soil. Yes, yep. de definitely. Absolutely. 
You know, we have a really great show for you today. It's Medicinal Missions Presents Project 22. Jim, why don't you introduce our first guest? Well, you know, that's a real honor. It really is. I'm going to introduce him, his name at the very last. Uh, Our first guest enlisted in the Army in 2003 and served as a combat medic with the 1st of the 9th Cavalry Scouts in Ramadi, Iraq, from 2004 to 2005. When he left the Army, he left as an Army sergeant. He worked at the Medina Police Department in Washington State until resigning due to increased PTSD symptoms that he was experiencing. He currently lives in Venice, California with his service dog in training. His dog's name is Bear. And it's absolutely my privilege to introduce somebody that uh, meant so much to each and every one of us in the military, Matt Doc King. Welcome, Matt. Welcome, Matt. Doc. <laughs> thank thank Doc you Matt. very much. It's an honor to be here with you. <laughs> All, right. All right. Bill, why don't you go ahead and introduce Doc's partner? Well, I'm going to introduce Doc's partner, and it's an honor for me to do this also, Gary. His name is Daniel Egbert. At 17 years of age, Dan joined the United States Marine Corps and served as an infantryman in 2004. After two deployments and four faithful years of service, Dan's time was fulfilled, but he extended for a third deployment to Iraq. Upon return, Dan and Doc were roommates together in Manhattan, and that's New York, but soon the two were separated as Dan extended a second time for a fourth deployment to Afghanistan. Dan now resides back in Manhattan and is enrolled in filmmaking at Hunter College. Welcome, Dan and Doc. Welcome, Dan. Thank you so Welcome. much, and the honor's all ours. I really appreciate you having us on. Boy. You know, when I started, when I first went to the website, I sort of uh, got this picture of a comparison. Again, that's, uh, you know, Bill, Jim, and myself, uh, the good old Vietnam era. And uh, all of a sudden, I, I saw it was like Easy Rider back then. Today, <laughs> it's a little bit different. I, again, you, you travel, uh, you know, a couple thousand miles there uh, to, uh, you know, get to where you're going. And the idea there was, uh, you know, you didn't stop all the bars on the way just like they did in Easy Rider. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We had a, we had a, a little bit of a different mission. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, there's a lot to making a film. Why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, the filmmaking process, and then we'll get into the film itself. Well, we started um, with just a phone call. Doc uh, reached out to me and said, um, after after a few um, a few personal moments with this whole issue that we're trying to combat. Um, Doc reached out to me and said, we pretty much have to do something. We have to, we have to um, reach veterans and, and show them what's out there for them uh, across the country specifically, not in one location to, uh, you know, maybe isolate uh, a section of veterans, but across the country. So we quickly started uh, pre-production, and within less than two months, we were on the road. Uh, raised just enough money to get us uh, about halfway, and uh, we we started the process. We started in San Francisco, um, where we attended a wounded veteran sailing clinic, and um, we rode our bikes 6,500 miles across the country to New York City, wow. um, trying wow. to find natural and holistic um, 
ways to heal uh, from the symptoms of post-traumatic stress and traumatic brain injury. Could you hold that thought for just a minute? We're going to take a quick break, and uh, I just want everyone here, you know, to check out our local partners page to see local businesses that do support our veteran communities. Just be sure to support them back. Now, if you're in the Oklahoma or Kansas area, uh, I just want to quickly tell you that the warriorsforfreedom.org, one of the, our network partners, has two events going on. On November 15th, they have a Patriot Pheasant Hunt, and on November 22nd, Hunting with Major Ed and his heroes. And, and I think I'm going to sign up for that, fe- that Patriot Pheasant Hunt uh, because uh, I'm going to take the Jeep with the 106 Howans around it. And we'll for sure get those uh, pheasants. Um, I'm Gary Ray, along with Bill, Jim, and our guest, Doc and Daniel. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, uh, Doc and Daniel. And uh, Jim, you had a, you want a, another question here? Y- yes. Uh, big, you don't just make a film just on a whim. There's so many elements to us. Tell us how you got funding and where you're going and how what how the process has grown. What's what's how did this all how's this all taking place? Uh, well, our our first um, our first reaching out for funds was through a, a online platform called Indiegogo, um, and it's just an easy way for um, specifically nonprofits to reach out with missions and projects that they're doing, and allows people to donate. Um, basically just to the, to the ability, to their ability level. So we had donations anywhere from, you know, $10, um, up until, you know, the very generous donors. Um, but it, the, since the beginning of this trip, uh, our production has depended very, very heavily on community support. 
Um, we don't have any big, uh, you know, corporate sponsors or foundations. This has all been um, <laughs> due to the, the donations from the community. And uh, that, that continued through the film process. We stayed with people um, as we traveled across the country. People fed us. People traded, um, you know, or, or donated in, uh, in whatever way that they could. Um, and we were able to accomplish the film on much, much less than industry, industry standards, for sure. Wow. Huh. It's great. Great to see that there's uh, uh, studios that are willing to support our veterans and and, and provide work uh, uh, as far as the filming goes, uh, pro bono, which is uh, uh, kind of unique. Yeah, that was that was an amazing thing to us. We we accomplished our our pre-production, our planning process, and uh, the actual trip. We we shot everything for less than sixty thousand um, dollars, and then you know in a, in an industry where that that. It doesn't pay for very much. That's an accomplishment in itself. But then having three studios, um, Photochem, they do color for you know shows that you might know like Breaking Bad, um, Cantina Creative, who recently did uh, is it Act of Valor, I believe, and um, yeah. uh, Trailblazer Studios in North Carolina, um, who do all kinds of stuff for HBO and National Geographic. Um, so they really took what we had as a, a low-budget independent film and helped us turn it into something that's uh, an experience in the cinema for sure. You know, not only riding that far, but uh, um, you know, I, I have a Harley Fat Boy. I'll tell you, uh, I don't know if I could <laughs> go that far, but uh, uh, you know, to to be able to stop on the way and talk to veterans and talk to uh, resources. Um, tell us about that. Um, you know, what did you, what experiences did you run across? Well, yes, yeah, so the ride was uh, very trying. It was uh, we rode on a low rider, a Harley low rider, and a Harley Street Bob, and um, they're definitely not, as we were told in Amarillo, Texas, the the road machines for this journey. <laughs> but uh, we made it work. We camped the entire way, and. Um, but it was very, very, very tiring, especially with um, the schedule we had to keep. Uh, we wanted to make sure we made the awareness uh, campaign, the awareness ride, 22 days specifically. So linking up with the, the people we were interviewing was, um, was very difficult. But along the way, uh, some of those people included, uh, like we started at a wounded veteran sailing clinic run by... Uh, Ronnie Simpson and Walter Kotecki, who are both uh, veterans. Ronnie is a, a wounded veteran himself and retired at the age of 21 from um, injuries sustained in Iraq. Uh, what they do there is they bring, they bring veterans from all over the country into the Bay Area um, around San Francisco, and they teach them about sailing. They teach them um, the, the methods to it, and, and what's funny is it, it turns to this, this squad element. So it feels like you're in a squad again, and which is an incredible feeling, especially when you've uh, been away from that for so long. Because that's that's what I've missed so much is my my boys, my my um, my people that had my back, and um, not that people don't now, but it's, there's just something so intimate about the squad. Um, so we all worked together. We sailed everything from dinghies to start with to at the end a hundred foot sailboat. Um, they also introduced us to the the holistic uh, methods of healing via pottery, which was incredible. Uh, we did meditation and uh, yoga and a lot of um, wilderness hikes. 
it was an incredible experience. That's better than the drugs aren't, isn't it? <laughs> oh, my God, absolutely. And the funny thing is, like, across the country, we realized that everyone was saying that their post-traumatic stress and traumatic brain injury um, symptoms are so much better and so much easier to deal with um, through these natural remedies rather than pharmaceuticals like sailing and pottery and, and doing every uh, hyperbaric oxygen therapy, um, equine therapy, everything we did along the way. Oh, wow. Now, yeah. How did you run across these resources? I mean, this isn't something that's already national, is it? Um, there, there are a lot of resources that are available. Um, I, we're finding one of the problems is the disconnect between what's available and the veterans who need it most who are isolating themselves and not reaching out or not researching these things. Um, it, was, it was amazing to start reaching out to people, letting them know what we were doing, what we were looking for, and to see the flood of responses that we got back. Um, obviously, we were only able to, to feature those, those ones that fit our, our schedule and our route that we were taking. Um, but just, just knowing how much was available out there was inspirational in itself um, and sort of led to, you know, what, what Project 22, the idea behind it is, it's not an informational documentary where you're going to learn everything about a specific therapy or, you know, everything about a specific treatment, but it's going to give you a taste of all the things that are out there and more specifically um, how they're helping veterans. So we look at... Um, you know, veterans who have gone through a period where they've been suicidal or attempted or contemplated. Uh, and then we look at them later and tell the story of what happened after. Uh, excuse me, got a car going by there. <laughs> um, you know, at, after they found their way through that particularly difficult period, um, how these things were able to bring them into rich and fulfilling lives. Um, this is Jim. I've, I've, uh, 1968, uh, uh, two tours in Vietnam, first uh, 12 months infantry, uh, second uh, seven months as a battalion chaplain's assistant, and um, uh, came back and uh, had my absolute, uh, going through the Tet Offensive and, um, and several other large uh, significant battles, significant PTSD I was, uh, as I was trying to find out what was wrong because nobody talked about it. And uh, frankly, I was told by my first VA rep, shut up and get back to work and get on with life. And uh, here I am 47 years later, and um, I, I'm just awestruck again by uh, how both of you have taken this on personally because of your experience in service as well as your, your obvious sensitivity to the overwhelming problem. And uh, I've just got to commend you again. It seems like uh, our generation, our current generation of combat hero veterans are willing to step forward and address it. And the community now is starting to embrace it conversationally and looking for some solutions. And I think most of us know what the word, what the, your name of your, your um, effort is called, the Project 22. Tell us exactly what that is. Well, Project 22 is, is it's named after the statistic that came out in, in early 2013, the VA study um, that estimated 22 veterans were committing suicide every day. Yeah. Um, 
And, you know, there's been a lot of discussion around, uh, a lot of discussion around that and whether or not the number is higher or lower. And, and I know that specific study didn't include, I think, five different states, including Texas and California. So there's a good chance that, that that number is not, um, not even what, what the real epidemic is. Um, but what we wanted to do with, with Project 22 was specifically deconstruct that statistic and show people sort of the faces and the stories behind it um, so that it becomes more than a news blurb, but something that we can understand and, and work towards ending. Um, and so we, we specifically focus on telling the problem story, the singular problem story from every veteran's perspective at the beginning of the film. And then with that insight, we look into their lives post and where they are now. You know, that's something, too, because, uh, you know, the active military, which we're not even touching on, is another 17, yep. 18 a day. Um, yeah. So it's it's kind uh, of, um, uh, it doesn't sound right. <laughs> I mean, uh, that many, almost 40 a day, uh, committing suicide, um, uh, that's really it's, sad. It's hard to believe, and, and you know, the, the amount of people that have reached out to us um, just with the idea of the film being inspirational to them and the different places that they're reaching us from. We've had a, you know, a soldier from Poland uh, write in and, and um, to tell us a little bit about his struggles. We've had people calling from Canada. We've talked to people from Australia and the U.K. Um, this, is, this is an epidemic, and, and it definitely isn't shown, uh, you know, by a simple statistic. Right, exactly. Well, it's uh, that time we're going to take a break. Uh, you can learn more about the American Heroes Network loyalty brands that provide financial support for our veterans and military families by going to the AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. To stay updated on your phone, text the word HERO, that's HERO, H-E-R-O, to 80464. Again, that's the word HERO, H-E-R-O to 80464. Our loyalty brand, American Heroes Apparel, is now available online and will also be in retail stores soon. Just go to the American Heroes Network and click on the T-shirt icon. I'm Gary Ray, along with Bill, Jim, and our guest, Doc and Daniel. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America and the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter as the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. Streaming live. 
the leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in to American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, uh, Doc and Daniel. And, uh, Jim, you had another question during break. Go ahead and ask. Well, well boy, I just got them. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to know, uh, you know, on your trek, certainly you talked to hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of individuals with PTSD, those that are helping in the process of trying to, uh, you know, uh, bring some relief. Who and what and where did you find the greatest concentration of effort for help, if there is a single? And uh, what segment of our society is putting the highest effort out in the help system? Well, I know a big part of it was, and that's a hard that's a hard uh, question to answer because tough one. We we hit um we hit a lot of different things throughout the country and and. It was different in each state, so we we kind of picked in um, different parts throughout the country. What we found, well, one of the biggest things that hit me on the trip was um, the introduction to hyperbaric oxygen therapy, because that at that point in the trip in New Orleans, it was harsh hyperbarics. Um, someone finally, for the first time in my military career, uh, looked at me and said that there is hope, there is a cure, there is healing, and. I know most of you have probably heard the same thing with post-traumatic stress and traumatic brain injury, um, that it's, it's a problem that is going to get worse, or, but they can manage it and um, take these pills, pretty much. So this doctor looked at me for the first time and said, there's more than hope. There's a cure, this, and it's hyperbaric oxygen therapy. So specifically, just to, just to highlight that, that was a moment in the trip where I was completely overwhelmed because no one has ever said that to me before. And it's something that veterans aren't told. They're not told about these resources, and they're not told what's out there for them, especially like these treatments that we uh, discovered. Um, and what we found, to kind of answer your question a little bit, is these these facilities these these um these these places like Harch Hyper Barracks are everywhere on the country. The second we um, started posting about such uh, remedies or whatever you want to call it, um, everyone all over the country started emailing us saying, "Well, we have it in New York. Well, we have it in in Michigan. Well, we have it here and there and there." So the the concentration issue it's it's everywhere. It's absolutely everywhere. Uh, it's just veterans don't know what to reach out to or, or who to reach out to. All right. Now, Bill, are you, are you still there? Bill? No, well, I guess we lost Bill. Anyway, I was going to find out how, to, how the VA um, uh, feels about holistic-type treatment. Yeah. That was, that was one of the difficult parts for us on the trip. Um, starting out, well, um, throughout the process, we made an effort to um, not pursue different avenues of questioning or or highlight um, 
you know, anything that might be, you know, wrong within the VA or, or whatnot. We just let veterans sort of speak to their experience. Um, and the, the, the thing about the, the VA that we found was that there's, there's a ton of great people that work there. There's a ton of people that work there specifically because it's their life goal to help veterans. Um, but it's a Absolutely. hard system. It's a hard system to work within, and we found that out on the trip um, when we made it to DC last October, um, and the government was shut down. So that was our one stop on the trip where we had interviews that would give us a little bit of insight into the into the systems in place, um, specifically the VA, and those were shut down due to the the government shutdown. Um, you know, we, we just saw on our little trip, how difficult it can be to work within such a great, you know, it's such a huge system like that or with such a huge system like that. Um, one of the things that has interested me lately is the VA is, um, partnering with nonprofits and with some of these smaller outside organizations. Um, for example, there's a a foundation down in, in, uh, Camp Pendleton that works with active duty Marines, introducing them to ocean therapy and surfing. Um, and this is while they're in the wounded warrior, uh, battalion or brigade. I can't remember what the name of it is, but they're, they're actually being exposed to natural holistic healing before they transition out of the military. Um, and I know the West Los Angeles VA, um, they offer a couple of things, um, like music therapy. Um, I think the problem, though, is veterans just aren't aware of everything that's out there, and they aren't aware of the... Uh, we just don't have a lot of education about PTSD and, and traumatic brain injury or, or any of the other challenges when we get out of the military. We don't really know what to expect. That's true. Jerry, this, this is Bill. Um, you, you know, I, I'm just amazed uh, about the, uh, the experience that our two guests have had today. And I tell you, uh, one thing that impresses me is that uh, I would think uh, their trip out there amounted to providing information to veterans, which was just mentioned, which I believe veterans, uh, 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 the, the lack of information is the greatest void that we have in the community. And the other thing is uh, the kinds of challenges that our veterans are facing who uh, are, are, are experiencing post-traumatic stress and traumatic brain injury. If you could talk about that a little bit, I think that that's very, very important uh, to know about in the veterans community. Um, but, all right, was that specific, was that question specifically for us, like the challenges that we sort of uncovered on the trip? Yeah, yeah, the, the challenges and, 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 and also the other thing that I mentioned, what I think was very good, that you guys were a source of information to the veteran community having face-to-face with those individuals where we believe that the greatest void in the veteran community is the lack of information. Absolutely, the, and we speak about that in the documentary with uh, a doctor at USC, um, for military uh, veterans' families, um, is the lack of information. It's there's there's so many veterans out there, and and and, and how do we reach them? Uh, it's it's absolutely the hardest struggle. Um, but we're doing that with uh, you know grassroots, smaller smaller nonprofits like you know medicinal missions and uh, a great nonprofit uh, called Twenty Two Needs a Face. Um, it's 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 popping up all over the country, and uh, veterans are taking it into their own hands. 
and um, combating that issue themselves. Well, that, that, that's just great. You know, one other point that you made earlier with reference to uh, how accurate the statistics as far as suicides are, are, are concerned. You know, for, from a personal standpoint, if it's, if it's one plus any beyond that, uh, that's an, a, a, an acceptable statistic to me because, again, like Jim, I served on the ground in Vietnam, and I made this comment on, on a number of ca- uh, occasions. During Vietnam, we lost 58,210 of our brave men and women on the battlefield. Our inability to adjust when we came to home and community from combat to battlefield, resulting us uh, uh, taking our lives in greater numbers than those that we lost on the battlefield. So whether it's 22 a day or 17 plus that or more than one a day, it's a crucial uh, issue that we've got to deal with. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And, and one of the point. things that, that we spoke to in the film is the, the universality of the warrior's experience. And we interviewed Vietnam veterans along the way, um, and we brought in you know, the experiences of you know, my, my military service was influenced a lot by my, my grandfather, who was World War II airborne veteran, served in Japan. Um, and just the... the we have so much to learn from each other within the community. And one of the biggest things that we found that helps veterans is, is reconnecting within the community, regardless of generation, regardless of, of conflict served in. Um, there's so many ways that we've, you know, if you find a way that to get through something and, you know, you can share that with a brother or sister or even just knowing that there's others out there dealing with the same thing is a huge um, you know, motivating factor for, for people who think, that for, you know, warriors who think that they're alone and, and, you know, that tends to lead to the more st- stigmatic experience of feeling weak and, and whatnot. You, you know, I have to, this is Jim, I have to parrot uh, when you said that the Veterans Administration by and large is out there uh, doing a terrific job. And I have to say that here for the uh, Southern Oregon Veterans uh, um, um, Facility here in White City, Oregon. Uh, mm-hmm. Every day is Veterans Day, and uh, I'll tell you what, those, those uh, men and women that go there to assist us, they are a blessing. And uh, by and large, you couldn't get better health care. I know there's uh, some challenges someplace, and that's probably a reality everywhere But in every effort. But I've got to say again, the Veterans Administration is trying against some real tough odds to meet all those needs and get the information out there, and I think that's important to maintain. Absolutely, and uh, I'll just say from my personal experience, um, I have I, I've heard a lot about the the VA uh, and the struggles that veterans have, but I'm just going to say from my personal experience, it's been it's been absolutely fantastic. I have never yeah, had a um, I've never had an issue with the VA. They've taken such good care of me, um, and and I'm grateful for that. I'm very grateful for that. Um, I am just, too. I am yeah, too. It, it's a shame that there are some issues. Um, but you know, I, I just want to throw out that my personal experience, because there's so much negativity that surrounds the 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 place. Um, my personal experience has been has been very good, and um, yep. I think that's important to hear. Yep. Well, before I we break, where would uh, uh, where would our listeners? Uh, 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 you know, if I like remember something. correctly. I think uh, uh, Doc uh, lives with a, uh, a service dog, 
And uh, if that's the case, I'm very much interested in that uh, for you to explain a little bit about how that works to help you as you deal with uh, your conditions after serving and, and, and to talk a little bit about the bonding between you and that dog in your everyday lives. Um, I would I would love to. Um, I, I recently, my, my parents actually um, coordinated with an agency that, that chooses, that selects service dogs from their litters, and um, they paired me with this dog, and I recently told them that it was the, the best gift I've ever been given. Um, the, the connection with an animal is an amazing thing, um, but the, the effect of that connection is, uh, it's really, it's, it's hard to be believed. Um, like for me personally, one of the, one of the struggles is, uh, sleeping and, uh, you know, nightmares and, and try to, you know, a lot of different things to, to stay asleep and, um, having a, having a service dog, even just in the room has a calming effect. Um, and I think part of that is due to, uh, you know, there's a little bit of a security factor there, um, because a lot of us have some hypervigilance and, and, um, you know, issues with that when we come back. So, you know, having, having an alarm system beside your bed's not a, not a bad thing. Um, but just the, the, just the connection, I'll be, I'll be working on something or, or talking about something. And before I realize that I'm becoming anxious, he will come up and let me know that it's time to, you know, go take a breather. And, um, he's just, it's, it's, it's very, it's amazing how they can sense some things coming on before you can and help you head them off. Definitely. Um, that's definitely. the biggest thing for me. Well, it's, it's time for a break again. Wow. Be sure to check out our sponsor, First Class Merchant Services. Josh is the owner. He's, the, he's a very close-knit family man and believes his merchant services can and will save you money. Check him out. What do you have to lose? In fact, the last time I talked to him, uh, he compared his with PayPal even. And he saved you, uh, saved that uh, company money. So give him a call right now. It's 407-401-0772. That's Josh at 407-401-0772. Don't forget to like us on our Facebook page. I'm Gary Ray, along with Bill, Jim, and our guest, Doc and Daniel. You're listening to the American Heroes Network, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel. And we'll be right back. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. 
for those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans. Sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, uh, uh, Doc and Daniel. And uh, uh, whoever wants to take this question, um, uh, you had your premiere, was it last No, two weekends ago, correct? Yes, it was the 24th. And that was in uh, Pittsburgh? Yes, sir. How did that turn out? Oh, gosh, it was, it was, it was so overwhelming. It was... Um, it was completely put together by the, the people of Pittsburgh, specifically um, Theo Collins, who I served with in Afghanistan. Um, he, he rallied the community. He put together the most incredible event uh, we, we could have ever imagined. Um, <clears throat> it was, you know, this is such a, a sensitive topic to many, and, um, and especially for Doc and I that have put so much into this for a year. Um, we, we truly, we questioned everything about the film, um, and if it was really going to resonate with people, if it was going to reach people, if, um, if people were just going to enjoy it, if people were going to like it, um, because we put so much into this and, um, a lot was sacrificed through that emotionally and, um, and, uh, physically, (laughs) but, uh, after the, after the credits rolled and the, 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 the crowd applauded, and, and we got to do our Q&A. We talked to people, and the feedback was unbelievable. And it's so far, we, we, we talked to psychiatrists, we talked to um, judges, everything, and, and they, they couldn't have said, um, they couldn't have liked it more and, and explained how it's going to reach past veterans because this whole post-traumatic stress it's a human universal, and, and they said it's going to reach into addiction, into disorders, eating disorders, everything like that. And it was just so um, incredible to hear the feedback. And you went there all the way from California back to Pittsburgh uh, just to, uh, well, of course, the, for the premiere, who wouldn't? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, and it, it was... Uh, we, we had a, we were, the standard premieres are usually in New York City or L.A., and uh, we wanted to go back to Pittsburgh for the world premiere because they were so incredible to us uh, when we were there during the trip. They actually they, they brought us up from what was the lowest time in the trip, and that was after D.C. shut down, where we thought we were going to make the biggest change. Um, Pittsburgh wasn't even on our, uh, on our um, list of stops, but Theo Collins, um, who, once again, I served with in Afghanistan, he called me when, when we when we told him, uh, when we told everyone through social media that was following us, um, he called me and said, hey, come to Pittsburgh, we'll take care of you. And we, we filmed there for four days, and they brought us back. All right. Amazing. Amazing. 
that's something else. And by the way, Joe uh, Capper uh, said hi. Uh, he said uh, he said tell Daniel hi for me. Uh, from he's from the Harbor Site Foundation. Yes, yes, absolutely. I guess you guys know each other pretty well, huh? <clears throat> yeah. All right. Now, where's are these? Is this uh, film going to be shown all over, or uh, where can our listeners, uh, you know? Put, yeah, that's what we're uh, that's what we're working towards right now, and uh, we, we are incredibly excited about it. And we can't share too many details yet, but we're working on um, a, a strategy that we're going to enact in the next few weeks that will allow us to. Uh, crowdsource the distribution of the film. So rather than do the traditional routes of, you know, taking our film to a studio, having them commercialize it, um, push it in, 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 in advertising, and then do a release, um, we're gonna we're gonna enlist the help of the community, and we're gonna prop up screenings all around the country. Um, we're gonna use this as a as a part of this grassroots movement that's occurring across the country, and and just really. It, Daniel and I did this film. Um, I, I guess we kind of facilitated everybody else being involved in the film. So we kind of feel like uh, this film is owned by the, our community and, and the people who put it together helped us immensely throughout the process. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Well, how can our listeners help? Sorry? Great question. Great question. How can the listeners help? Yes. 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 Spread the word. <laughs> spread, the, <laughs> spread, spread the word because yeah. uh, it's all about hope, honestly. And, and like we said in the beginning of, the, of this interview that people haven't even seen the film but are writing us saying that the idea, the, the idea that this is being created and people are moving around this concept and, and this, this, um, this mission um, has saved them. So just spreading the word that this is out there and other amazing nonprofits that we're well, working with as well, are, we're all out there, and that will, like, we, that will give them hope. Um, other than that, uh, go to the, the website, www.medicinalmissions.com, uh, to find out more information, and, um, and, and that's pretty much it. All right, all right. Now we only have a couple minutes left, and Doc and Dan, we want to. You know, it's great having you on the show, and yeah. and uh, as it progresses, uh, we'd like to have you back. Um, Doc, what would you like to share with our listeners in closing? Um, I, I, well, first off, thank you so much for having us on, and I'd like to follow up just a little bit on what uh, Daniel said. Um, with this with this process we're in right now, we're we're gathering points of contact across the country who would be willing to sponsor a screening in their city, um, and we're going to make that as easy for people as possible. They're going to they're going to be able to uh, to do this stuff all online, just to request a screening and enlist their their community to come out to see it. Um, but we we put out the call on our Facebook page, um, and I'm sure some of our listeners are 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 listening here, and I thank them for their support. But if anybody out there is interested in being a point of contact in their city specifically, um, let us know. Um, and our email address is, uh, is on the on the website and Facebook page. But it's uh, medicinalmissions at gmail dot com. All right, all right, Dan. Uh, I just want to uh, maybe touch back on on what was said before about Vietnam uh, when when you came back and and uh, and the doctor said suck it up and get out there and. 
I just want to, God, I just want to tell all the veterans or anyone that's listening that there's absolutely nothing wrong with you. What you're dealing with, we all are. And this is, this is, this has been dated back to 3000 BC. This is a warrior's uh, path. This is something that has been described, like I said, since 3000 BC. And it was a, a, a man that said there's a shadow that follows him around and never lets him forget what he's done. All right. We're, 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 we're completely normal. There's nothing wrong with us. We just got to learn how to navigate this new path that we're on. And there's so much hope out there. That's right. All right, Bill? Dan and Doc, thank you very much for being with us today and, and, and also for your committed service to our great country and continue to help in serving veterans. There's a need there, and I think you guys will continue to do an outstanding job. All right. Thank you. Jim? Well, I've got to say uh, thanks to uh, your bringing uh, it. The things you've just said um, mean a lot to me, and I appreciate it. God bless you for your effort. Thank you for your service. All right. Now, if you missed any of our live shows, all our shows are archived on demand 24-7 on the American HeroesNetwork.com. And, yes, you can hear all those archived shows right from your phone. And remember... The American Heroes Network Radio spotlights and promotes the best available information of interest to America's veterans and their families anytime, anywhere, and on any device. Bill and Jim, thanks again for uh, for being uh, the co-host and and uh, uh, to our guest, uh, Doc and Daniel. Uh, it was great having you on and hope to have you back. I'm Gary Thanks, Ray. Uh, be sure to tune in next week, next Tuesday, for another great show. Thank you very much. Thank you again for joining us for this week's edition of American Heroes Network. Please join Gary Ray again next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week. We are America and we truly do believe.